Hello, and welcome to Gone Will Hunting, a Hunter Hunter recap and rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Devin, and you know what? It's the end of an era. It sure is. Hey. Hey. What are your are pronouns, you? Devin, at the end of this era? Oh, end of era are my, uh, <laughs> him. <laughs> I'm Sky, another host. My pronouns are they, them. Hey, I'm Keith. My pronouns at this crucial time and always, my pronouns are they, them. Hell yeah. As we come to the ending of this era, of this truly terrible season. Mm. <laughs> we all hated. <laughs> all our darlings got crushed. All our worst enemies were allowed to remain. And it truly... You no, know, Melody was just okay. Melody. Oh, that felt bad to say. I can't even, like, ironically take part in this bit because I cannot diss <laughs> on anyone in this arc in this way. If I'm being honest, I think Uvogin was a bit... Was a bit... Uh-huh. Was a tear... Mm. Was a, he had too many muscles. He was mm, too thick. That's so true. He, he was, was really just way too sexy when he like went and pulled back his arm to punch a crater into the world. Yeah, I think he was too strong and too sexy. Remember the Shadow Beast? I do remember the Shadow Beast. I took the liberty of like writing down some of my my, my favorite moments of. Uh, he of killed the- all the Shadow Beasts too quickly. We didn't get an- enough of them <laughs> on. Yeah, story. you're so right. All I about- really wanted to see more of that guy who puts leeches into various parts of your body. I wanted to see what his day to day was like. We didn't get to look at those flip flops mm, for long enough. So right. I wanted to see what leeches day to day was like. I wanted to see um. <laughs> Does the small man, what was his name, Porcupine? Yes. So, yeah, I wanted to yeah, see his, uh, his daily routine. Does he shave? Does he have to shave all that hair? I don't think he does. He has complete and total control, which Oh, that, he just retracts it into his body? That would be fun, except I don't appreciate the way he uses the rest of it. Nen powers just for body hair control is something I would spend hours training for i yeah me too i think we would go in opposite ways with it but i i would also <laughs> i truly love how all of them those were their nen powers a dude decided my hair will grow as a nen ability another <laughs> dude said what if i put a whole bunch of disgusting leeches in my tum tum mm-hmm. and kept them alive with nen yeah and then another dude was like what if my teeth were real sharp and also had poison yeah, and then another guy was like, what if I was a squirmy worm under the surface? Yeah, what if one What if was, I was just fucked up? What if I, went, what <laughs> what if if I was just, fucked up enough to go underground? What if I looked really gross and nasty? I mean, that was all of them. <laughs> what if I could just undulate? That mm. would be so great if I could just undulate at all times. What's the one who survived? What was his name? Owl? Yeah. I wouldn't count it as survival. I mean, he's he was alive for a little bit because they had to, you know. <laughs> I they had to keep his nun ability. Alive. I wouldn't call that living. They had to. They had to keep the big blanket going. <laughs> I wouldn't call that living. <laughs> also, did you just ask what his nen power was, and then said he has to keep the big blanket going? No, I said they had to keep his his nen ability alive, which is the big blanket that makes. Okay, it I thought small. you asked what his nen ability was at first, and I was like, you just said it. No, no, I know what his nen ability was. It's a big blanket. It's a big blankie. It is. Uh, now I'm just imagining the Phantom Troop all hanging out in a blanket fort that Trollo made, and then it disappears, and they all sad because, and they're all sad because Al finally oh bit it. They Wait, are they small? Yeah, they're all small. Are they all tiny? <laughs> that's how Crollo gets them. <laughs> that's, that's, 
somehow Frollo got them home without attracting the authorities. <laughs> Phantom troop babies. He oh put them God. all in a tiny blankie and then he put his scarf on so no one would see his tattoos. And then he's like, yeah. okay, going home now. Mm-hmm. He's like, bye, everybody. Should have just done it. Remember how Kropka left Crollo on top of a fucking plateau in the middle of nowhere? Mm-hmm. And then he's just stripped and was like, let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I mean, we and can fight if you want. And he stripped and said, like, let's fuck. And yeah. then Crollo's like, no, not right now. He said, well, we can if you want, but you won't find it very fun. It, it won't be fun I, for I you. I don't have any men. I am a mortal man, and now I shall climb down this mountain by myself. Mm. Perhaps to the east. Perhaps to the east I will find my <laughs> friends as I climb down this mountain. <laughs> Damn, I wish I had a compass. Thinking about how he's just up there. Yeah. And Thinking he, about the the structure of New York New City. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if we actually have like any sort of agenda for this episode or we're just going to talk about season 3 like this for the whole time. I mean, I figured I figured we would finish our uh I mean, I think we're going to my my ideal plan, I guess, would be talk about our favorite moments in this arc, of which there are many. I have a list. Um, then we can, cause Devin likes to talk about kind of the ranking. I think at this point, my ranking is pretty obvious and easy, but yes. you know, we should, it goes have an arena and then sure. first season and then sure. this, we'll, right? We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. But mm-hmm. you pretty much hit it on the head. It's just little tweaks, you know? Oh, where? Uh, don't, don't worry about it. We'll get to it. Oh, um, Zoldic family arc right above that. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, that arc we all remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know, we could do like. Are you counting uh, the filler both episodes as their own arc? Yes. I never saw that. Why? Because I haven't had time to go back and watch multiple episodes of 1999. Do it. I have about as much time as I take for like our podcast episodes. You should go back and watch it. They they are pretty good. Someday. And by pretty good, I mean pretty wild. There's a boat. Yeah. No, I'm sure I will. They're so good. I'm sure I will, and I will still have to go back and uh, catch the the musical episode that I missed. I'm gonna have to go back and find that and watch the musical. <laughs> but um, you don't really need to watch it. I mean, you could. It's just it's kind of there. <laughs> I okay. I I am a theater kid though. Okay, so I fair. feel like it might be my my civic duty to like have seen it because it exists and it's you know. It's out there taunting me. Um, it's standing there menacing me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Just the concept of a Hunter Hunter musical is just sort of T-posing in my periphery at all times. So at some point, I'll, I'll go back and do that. God, it's like two hours long. It's so long. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> all I remember is that Kilowo is in none of it. Yeah, see, that's yeah. <laughs> the disappointing part, and the part that is, like, like you know, driving me away from watching it is, like, I love Hunter Hunter, but I mostly love Kilua, so I'm, like, <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of romantic him and Glario. <laughs> yeah, I'm... In this... Kropika has both his swords and his chains, mm. which go- which definitely shouldn't be possible within... Within the 99 canon, at least. But it is there, so we are sort of getting double Karapika. Oh, it's a timeline nightmare. It is an absolute timeline nightmare. Does something happen to his swords? He just leaves them in a river. Remember? Remember when he used to be training with what's-his-face Dan or whatever the fuck? Yeah, 99 was like a mess of him just sort of walking through the woods and lots of, like, web imagery and then him, like, dunking into the river. 
and then leaving his swords there. Yeah, and him saying, I shall now be chained to my chains because I'll put people in chains. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. <laughs> that's exactly what he said as a quote. <laughs> Thank you for your uh, photographic memory. I know, I'm so great at this. Mm-hmm. I never mess up the timeline of events when we're recapping episodes. Mm. Yeah, never, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> None of us do. My brain is a steel trap. <laughs> you know, speaking of good moments from this episode, I really want to start pretty early on, not this episode, but this arc. I, I want to start kind of at the beginning and talk about when Basho wrote a poem and then said, that sucked, and then just kind of jumped into the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Basho was like a part of this season. <laughs> I love Basho. Remember how he spent the whole season minding his own business? Like, yeah. doing his job, minding his business, and just being like, okay, bye guys. He had to go shopping with Neon more than anyone else. He was literally just like, okay, bye guys. Mm-hmm. See ya. He just decided none of that was his business, and honestly, probably wise. He made the best decision out of literally anyone. The mm-hmm. Phantom Troop didn't even know he existed. Yeah, I did like his... um King, honestly. He He did have a really nice, like flip in the 99 and like the scene where like the mannequins come in or not the mannequins but the clones or whatever yeah the clone jutsu activates yeah yeah and basho does a big flip and there's like the camera court sort of drags on him and i enjoy that and his bright red pants we do enjoy a completely unnecessary flip always anytime a character flips for no goddamn reason we say excellent thank you <laughs> It's very, very good. I know we've talked about Melody a lot, but do we have any wrapping up thoughts about Melody? Because goodness, we love her. I do. I just, yeah, I've I've watched this series a couple times, but like for this podcast and this watch, I'm like paying closer attention to like the sort of minute details. And I just like, I appreciated Melody before, but like I appreciate her so much now just because like, you know, I remembered her having like some really sweet character interactions with mm-hmm. Karapika, but like every single time she like has a conversation with another character, it's she's just such a sweet character and you really feel her like sort of getting to the heart of what, like, makes that other character tick, and just having, like, a very genuine and sweet interaction with them, and it's really, really nice. Melody is, like, honestly, maybe the best character, just, like, between that and her having, like, her own complete backstory and, like, adventure that she's going on independently of everything else. She's so good. I mean, obviously, like, you know, that her her kind of power specifically would have like any character could have that power and i would be like yep that's my favorite because Mm -hmm. it's just very specifically targeted at me but her backstory is so cool she's got the little thing with karapika where she's like oh you're an assassin you're very quiet and i know lots of assassins so i know what i'm talking about and like she just has that calming presence all the time she's so sunshiny and it's just very very pure like she has that calming presence on the characters but also just sort of on the show in general, like she comes in and like a very good way to do like a voice of reason character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She truly is the model friend of like when everyone's going to do something like risky or dangerous or just go out partying and get like absolute blackout shit faced, whatever. Mm -hmm. She truly is always that friend. That's just kind of like, okay, well here's some water. Um, Where do you guys want you to go? I'll drive you. Don't worry. Like, Oh, let me like get you something. But like anytime someone's like, I think I want to do something incredibly dangerous, stupid, she's like, No, 
No. Like that nice, sweet, like, no, you won't be doing that. Like, she's just always looking at Crappie and being like, hey, are you okay, buddy? You'll want to go and do something other than something that'll destroy your body? Yeah. <laughs> like, she truly is understanding of, like, I know you need to do this, but also you need to, like, think about how this affects you. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like I love when she, like, loses her shit on Karapika and is like, you put those two 12-year-old boys in danger because you couldn't, like, control yourself. So I'm gonna need you to take it down, like, several notches so we can go save them. Yeah, and... Gosh, I the I think the points we're making about Melody could lead me into like an unhinged theory that I had, but that's going to be like an entire you know block of conversation. So I'm, I I, I, yes. I kind of want to save that one. Yeah, well, just just just, just hold on to that. Just hold on to that. We're making points about Melody. We like her a lot. She talks to people. Just just keep just hold on to that. I think I'm grabbing that thread. I'm putting it in my pocket. Um, that'll be kept with me for later. Ooh, what else? Favorite moments. We're running through favorite characters. <clears throat> I think we should. Do this in a block that keep things consistent and not unhinged. Uh-huh. For now, mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We should stay with, first, the group of bodyguards and okay. the community. I want to talk about, now, I want to talk about Neon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how fun and... I know we've talked about this before, but I constantly am thinking about her conversation with Crollo. Of, like, how constantly bratty she is, but when she's just, like, casually talking to him and about her powers and, like, oh, about, like, how her dad sees her and how she's, like, yeah, he's kind of just using me. I'm aware of it. Like, I love how emotionally intelligent she is, but also, like, she's still just, like, a bratty rich kid. Yeah, like, we like, did- Yeah, I think it's really important like to her character that like this is kind of the only context we see her in that's not like under the care of her bodyguards or not like you know being bossed around or controlled by her father like when she's just kind of on her own she like has a little bit of freedom to like sort of expand as a character and like be a little more honest and considerate of others but like yeah i think yeah, that that just feels so fleshed out as a character. I really like her because she has this emotional intelligence <clears throat> and you can see her like like when she's in that we almost always see her in a space where she is entirely using it to manipulate people because she kind of has mm-hmm. to. I mean, she's work, like with bodyguards who are there to protect her and they're her employees, but you know, they are also a little bit in charge of her. And then there's her dad and that whole fucked up relationship where everybody knows that he doesn't really give a shit about her, including her. Um, yeah. And you see her use that all the time where she like is like mad at her dad on the phone. And then it's just like, Oh, well I got something else out of it. So I wasn't, you know, like she always does that. But then when she, um there's like the part where she um and i think i did bring this part up when we like got to that episode but um one of the times where her dad's like you gotta leave york new city and she very is like emotionally intelligent about the way that she's like conveying like her like sadness about it she's like i understand that i don't have a choice but i'm really bummed out about it and i like you know if the auction comes up again like i i wish i could go to it and then i think it's really cool that when we do see her with crollo and she like this is you know probably one of 
the few like normal social interactions she's had like she completely like you know he did her a favor but like she puts all that away and is like not you know manipulative at all is just really telling like an honest story and like you see that she has that way of communicating with him i don't know i think her character throughout is really consistent which um is hard to do when you have like you know this like bratty character that you have to take out of their like zone a little bit i think it's just kind of seamless it goes to show because that is also one of the moments we see crollo acting his most normal and it deeply feels like he's putting on a show like we know mm-hmm. he's manipulating her we know he's like actively trying to get something from her mm-hmm. and i just love that the moment that she lets her guard down and is able to act more as a person that's when he's able to like okay yeah now i've got you pegged now i've like i have you right where i want you and it's just so funny that like she's she spins the whole show manipulating others in the way that she is as a bratty kid yeah and the moment she's able to like genuinely be a person and meet someone on an equal foot he's just kind of like no 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 no. you don't understand how this works Mm -hmm. like i am going to take something from you now like yeah uh neon have a normal relationship challenge 2021 (laughs) it just like it's like that fun nature of like the show feeling like a fun adventure anime and just having like not to be like early 2000s emo kid but being like it has that darker edgier nature of like even in this normal interaction with someone you think you can trust he is actively trying to get something from you he is betraying you Mm -hmm. and like even in her most normal aspects of her life, she has to just be like manipulative and bratty and cruel if she wants to like get anything from anybody in her life. And it's just, I feel like it does like this season does a great job of doing like, Oh, we're going to have fun, nice moments, but they're all going to be about things that are deeply fucked up and not great. And it just, he does a great job of weaving those things into each other at all times. Mm hmm. It's funny how trusting she is, too. Because, like, with Crollo, like, obviously we talked about her emotional intelligence, but, like, she really, I mean, you know, she does not really think about at all, like, the danger that she could be in. Because I think partially that she has been surrounded by bodyguards like that. Yeah, she's never had to, like, she's never been on the back foot in a sense where, like, all of her bodyguards are her employees and she knows she can get stuff out of them, but she knows she has to throw a fit first. Her dad, she knows she can get stuff out of her dad, but she has to, like, either do her job or, like, act like, oh, okay, I trust you, dad, but, like, not really. With Crollo, it's like... You see that she does have to, like, threaten him, like... Yeah. With Crollo, it's like, oh, this is just a random person. I'm never... I've never been in a situation where I have to be on guard with a random person. Yeah. All my bodyguards work for me. My dad, I know what I can get out of him when I want to get it out of him, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, she's always surrounded by people who are, like, either her servants or, like, technically her employees, but also technically her dad's, like. Yeah. She's very interesting. uh, It's funny, like, all the characters in this arc are so, so good. It's, like, one arc of just every single character is like, oh, wow, okay. Especially because half of them aren't really there. They're just kind of, like, in the background. Uh Uh-huh. Like, their things matter and they drive the plot, but it's just kind of like, a, oh, I'm here to do this one thing and then I'll be gone. Bye. What's that one guy's name who doesn't yeah, have uh-huh. any lines? Oh, Lee Shen? He, uh, yeah. Oh, you're wondering how I know that? Because I just spent the entire season being like, where are you? He disappears. Yeah. 
He completely disappears. Yeah, I was keeping track for a while, and then I forgot to like continue keeping track. Once that's I how he gets you. Uh huh. Exactly. He just disappeared from from my sight and my mind. I. Why was he there? <laughs> I'm. He had begging. a job at some point. Like he, he was given directions. Just he was no a lines. bodyguard. Just no lines. He never did anything. Mm-hmm. He just stood there and looked surprised. Togashi was like, "Hmm, maybe." Maybe we should have more bodyguards than, like, the four ones we just hired and their boss who dies. Remember Dalsone? I do remember Dalsone. Remember Dalsone? He's so weird looking. I just want everyone to remember Dalsone and how he died like a chump. Uh-huh. Yeah. After telling everyone he could put people in goo. Remember remember how he tried to do a torture scene with Uvogin, but then he just utterly fucked it up? Mm-hmm. I just the ghost So many stab people should Uvo. not have been in that room. I'm still on this. Why was Squala <laughs> there? Like everybody who's easily intimidated should be left out of the torture room, I think. It's also like a sign that you don't know when you're doing when everyone is in that room, so it's just kinda like none of us have confidence in each other to pull this off. Right? Like, it's like, okay, everyone needs to be here. It's like, why? <laughs> Just go in there and torture him, bro. It's fine. Right? You need, like, maybe three people. Bring Dalsone, bring Karapika, bring... Melody, the human lie detector. Yes. Bring like, Melody. You got it. It's fine. Those she are all you She doesn't look very intimidating, but she's also not easily intimidated. So, you know. But, yeah, but, she, she vibes well. But yeah. what if we all got together and had a big torture session as a family? <laughs> What if I really feel like you know we're not doing enough. We 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 hardly have dinner together anymore. We're we're really falling apart here. They needed to put like some like community building time on their time cards to be like, yeah, we did some like team building training, and like the way to do that was okay. We're all going to be in this room while we try to get information out of Uvo Game. Okay, but that's just what the Phantom Troop does. They all have fun torture group torture <laughs> sessions. <laughs> Uh, Phaeton is just like, okay, guys, we're going to the room. I'm going to torture this guy named Owl. I'm going to start by, like, breaking a finger and peel off a nail or some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about um, dying earlier, and I do want to bring up one character who did die. So oh, someone died? Uh-huh. And I want to talk about Squala. And I want to talk about, about his Squala? whole episode of Death Flags. Honestly, nothing else besides the entire episode of <laughs> Death Flags because it was so funny. Like the whole time, you're just like, "Oh, oh, there he goes. He's gonna, he's gonna eat it." Oh, he took the eyeballs. What an idiot! Oh, he took the <laughs> took the balls with him. He took the eyeballs. <laughs> For some reason, Kropika allowed them out of his sight and allowed Squala to take them. Yeah. How mad do you think Karapika was when they just disappeared like an hour later? Um, probably exactly the same as when he had to buy them at the auction and then hand them over to this <laughs> tiny little blue haired girl. We actually should have gotten to see the scene of Karapika <laughs> looking at the eyeballs like, well, at least I got those and them just fading out of existence. <laughs> like just turning off and him just being like, I get nothing from this, actually. Uh-huh. I've literally got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, hmm. Well, I won't say for certain. I'm yes. going to say he took at least temporarily Crollo out of commission, but I do know that he does at least, he, do, he does something later on. Yeah, he climbs down from that fucking plateau he's on. Well, yeah, after that. It takes him months. <laughs> yeah. He's still climbing. 
<laughs> to this day. <laughs> He's fucking up there. He doesn't have any rope or anything. He just has that shitty jacket. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, do we have anyone else we want to talk to, talk about in the group of group of bodyguards? Want to talk about uh, Sachimono Tostino? I don't really have anything else to say about any of them. Talk I mean, about Baze. They lived, yeah. they died. A lot of them just like died very yeah. quickly. Yeah, it was very funny. They were like, you guys are my favorite bodyguards. We give you all intros. It's going to be great. Sachmono, Baze, you're out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty quickly. You're out. You're get get out of here. I don't want to see your face. <laughs> um, I kind of want to switch from them to talking about Zepile and his whole situation that he's got going on there. Okay. How we feeling about Zepile? Because I'm hearing a sigh from over here. I want to know <laughs> how he gets his sideburns like that. Probably just gel. Are you sure? An insane amount of hairspray. Okay. He just, he's like in the 60s when it was just like, you know, clouds of aerosol. The thing about Zepile is I think I said everything I wanted to say about him during his episode. I just wanted to bring him up and be like, remember his look? Remember what he's wearing all the time? Yeah, Yeah, he's kind of like a character that's fun to introduce. And then he doesn't do anything for the rest of the season except going like, hey, I think I'll take the hunter exam now. And sell my license for money. I think the reason he's, you know, working so hard to, you know, be a good appraiser and earn, like, hundreds of thousands of money is that he does just have a really huge budget for hair care products. He he needs his hair care products. He needs specially made pants that are one part egg warmers one part gene one part i think they were connected to his flip-flops i couldn't fully tell he just he needs everything for his look to be complete it's not it's not cheap having a collar that wide it really isn't you gotta get a lot of starch for that yeah you gotta really run up to that one (laughs) it takes a lot of effort so true so now that we're done with the rabble Uh and the people who don't matter yeah Um, I think we have plenty of runway Mm -hmm. to talk about the people who do matter. Yeah. The Shadow Bees. Mm. I'm going to have to stop you there. (laughs) I thought I was going somewhere else with that. I'm going to have to stop you there because we already talked about them. And I don't know how many times I can talk about the leeches in various sizes throughout his body. Well, he stores them in his body is something you should know. I know he stores them in his body. They're all various sizes. They're all various sizes and he stores them in his body. And right now, they're moving to Uvogin's liver? Kidney? Uh-huh. To lay eggs. And he'll die in 24 hours. In 24 hours of them sitting there while his friends watch, he will die. That doesn't seem that useful is the thing. As like a power. Yeah, I love how he's like, if we all sit here for 24 hours, you'll be fucked, dude. And then I'll go after your friends for 24 hours. Like. (laughs) Great job, buddy. You thought ahead. Wonderful. He wasn't even alive for 24 minutes after that. Remember the other shadow beasts who appeared on a rock in silhouettes and then all died five seconds later? Yeah, and then the Phantom Troops absolutely obliterated them. Yeah, Phaeton was just that. like, I think I'll take all of their heads, and I think Blinky, you can kill a few too. Yeah, Blinky got a few. I think Machi... Uh, Machi took Owl. Yeah, 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 yeah. By took, I mean she like, just kind of like grabbed him and took him home. Yeah, yeah. Just like kind of threw him over his shoulder, like, <laughs> sack style. <laughs> I would just like to remember, remind everyone of the Shadow Beast. Let's talk about the Phantom Troop. Let's, Let's do. do it. Let's talk about these bros. 
We talked about Ubergain a little bit. We've also I, talked about him a lot throughout this whole show, but I do just want to give one more shout out to our boy. We do like him. Okay, I think now is when I want to deploy my unhinged theory. Yes. Uh, because remember when we were talking about Melody and all that she does? Yes. Well, I was also thinking about Franklin and how he has a few like really good moments of like de-escalating and just being like the character that others turn to like when someone needs to talk sense and just being like sort of a very stable member of that group and then i remembered he's also an enhancer oops i meant to say emitter like melody Mm. is so fellas i think we're gonna do parallels Mm -hmm. we're about to hit some parallels i think we can draw some parallels between the phantom troop and the other guys yeah. We're about to hit them damn parallels. Let's hear them. Yeah, so another one between Franklin and Melody is that, um, uh, you know, they both have sort of altered bodies, like Franklin with his prosthetic fingers and his I body modification. I immediately thought you were going to say something about his ears and Melody having, like, super hearing. That was where I thought <laughs> you were going with this initially. Oh, you don't know that he is also <laughs> has super hearing? I hope he does. You know what? That's goofy, but you know what? Why the His fuck not? It's our podcast. podcast. We can. <laughs> this is our podcast. It is our damn podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then Melody's body got fucked up when she heard the Devil Sonata. And yeah, they both sort of gained enhanced powers through that that sort of modification. So that's just another thing. Um yeah, I think Krolo and Karapika are are definitely the parallels in this situation. They're both specialists who use like mm-hmm. conjuration as well. Um Got a lot of fun stuff out of that. Yeah, let's see. Uh they both yeah, aesthetically they both have like very sort of pseudo-religious uh aesthetics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're both Catholic. They're both Catholic. They're both um, lesbians. <laughs> that is true. We, I mean, I'm um, not to skip ahead here, but we already, I at least, have already discussed Phaeton and Kilua and their whole deal. Mm-hmm. And how Kilua thinks Phaeton is super cool canonically as of Hunterpedia. So, you know. <laughs> the, canon, the canon thing of Hunterpedia. Yeah. Well, I mean, Goat and Kilua kissed. So yeah. we have to accept all of it as canon. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of parallels between Phaeton and Kilua just in, like, um, you know, uh, sort of the powers that they use. And I think officially they're both transmuters, although we don't know that about Phaeton just, like, from the text. Um, Yeah, mostly he does sort of just, like, I mean, not to, again, be pilled, but, like, the um, assassiny type, like, super fast speed stuff. Like, I mean, I don't know that we see, like, an actual power from him other than that. He doesn't show it off a lot because when he does, normally, like, entire cities die. Okay, so, yeah, like, we've just seen him doing other shit, so. Although, another potential one that I thought of is Phaeton in Dalzone, just because they're both, like, the torturer of the group, where and you know, whereas Phaeton, really good torturer, successful like a hundred percent of the time, it seems. Dalzone just immediately fucked it up, and it was Dalzone yeah. thought a regular sword could affect a man who literally had a cannon shot out of him and said, "I'm fine, actually." 
Yeah. <laughs> like, he literally said, I have a cool sword, check this out, and <laughs> thought that would work. Yeah. And then and then with uh with Phaeton and Dalzone being the parallels, the one I had for Kilua was actually Machi. Um they have sort of similarly textured hair and also <laughs> they both kind of seem like they don't want to be here. That's valid too. That is also very valid. Machi's entire aesthetic of always just kind of seeming like she'd rather be somewhere else, but never really having an idea where just kind of being like, I have I live in a family full of freaks and I love them to death, but I don't want to be near them. It's her, like, whole vibe. She's yeah. kind of like, you're all the worst, and I love you to death, but please don't talk to me or look at me in public. Yeah, she's got, like, middle child vibes. She's like, <laughs> you know, you guys, I love you, but I'm not, you know, I don't live here. She's like, I will not call. <laughs> I will not call. You will only see me during family vacations, maybe. Mm-hmm, if I'm feeling it. If I'm feeling like it. I feel like we need to talk about the weird... I don't want to say weird found family nature of the Phantom Troop, but just like the intricate ways they oh. interact. Well, as real a quick, I do want to talk about the Uva Ginko in parallel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what parallel? The all of them. What parallel? They're both, they're they're both enhancers. They both love getting their ass kicked. <laughs> they both wear shorts and a sleeveless top. Yeah. They both have spiky hair. It's so much. It's so so parallel. Gone would never wear the pelts of an animal he skinned. Would he not? Gon would never. He would befriend them. Yeah, but if he had to kill it? No, he would never. <laughs> he kind of leaves their car- carcass. I think that's the key difference in Gon and, and Uvogin. Gon is friends with a fox bear, and Uvogin Uvo-Gin apparently is not. And then word skin. I mean, again, he's not really, like, unfriendly to them. He's just like, oh, can I kill this thing? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, I really like, I wish kind of that Uvogin and Gon had got to like actually have a conversation just because it would be so damn funny. But I like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like Nobunaga just being like, wow, this kid's just, you know, really going for it. And he reminds yeah. me of Uvo. Let's bring him in. Realistically, Uvogin and Gon can never interact because Gon would say some shit and Uvogin would be like, that's great, kid. And then just smush him. They would fight. Is they, the thing. It they wouldn't. Would. It wouldn't be like a like. Oh, Gon gets the ship. You have him, but he changes Ubogin's mind. Ubogin would punch him through a building. And yeah, Ubogin would, would not back down, and Gon would die forever. <laughs> Gon would get squished. He cannot help himself. Speaking of Nobunaga, my favorite character, Nobunaga. This one. This one might. This one might sting a bit. This one might hit a little bit of hit a little hard. But oh, is it Leorio? I think Nobunaga is the Leorio of the Phantom. No, Troop. I was already thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I only want to say that the only reason that the only difference between the two is that Nobunaga is not a sex criminal, as far as I know. It's true. There Nobunaga are two different ends has, of the scale because Nobunaga is horny and has slut energy. Leorio just has perv energy. <laughs> They're the perfect couple, is what you're saying. No, I'm not. <laughs> I would never. Leorio looks like he would grope you. Leorio looks like he would grope you or send you like a random nude and say, "Sorry, girl, I didn't know it was you." Ha ha. Um, no, oh, I'm so sorry. I learned in my women's studies class that this is bad, but you know, I'm on a learning curve. Just yeah, like Leorio is constantly in that women's studies class. He's constantly learning mm-hmm. about women. Um, he says her story. Um. Nobunaga, on the other hand, looks like he has never been horny in his goddamn life. Like, he don't got the 
Disagree. No, 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 no. He's never been horny. He deeply loves Uvo. He is horny for Uvo. Deeply loves Uvo. He's horny. never been horny. He is so horny for Uvo. I will not. I know this. you're I horny for Uvo, but you're projecting. Face. We have seen Nobunaga's <laughs> face looking at. Can him. we compromise and say that Nobunaga is demisexual for Uvo? <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can live with that. <laughs> Nobunaga just wants to be a father. For literally anybody who is dumb, who is so stupid, he is like, can I, can I please adopt you? Can I, for the love of God, (laughs) he goes around finding stupid idiots who say they want to kill him. And he says, boss, can I please adopt this one? Please, can I have it? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what Leorio does with his group of friends who are all stupid idiots who say, I want to die so goddamn bad. That's valid. He's like a 16 year old dad. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like Leorio. Yeah. I will say, so far in the anime, 1999 Leorio still has the problems with regular Leorio. I'm enjoying him so much more for just how much of, like, a casual dickhead he is. I like that scene where he walked around the night, the, the city at night. Yeah. That, that was nice. Which one? The one where the city was normal and the city was on fire and everyone was screaming. He's like, okay, time to go to the park. I don't remember that. <laughs> I think about it constantly. This It was when the Phantom Troop was like destroying the city and he was on the phone with Gon and Killa and they're like, the Phantom Troop, they're like attacking the city. He's like, oh, damn. Well, meet you guys at the park. And he was gets up from a seat at a cafe and just starts strolling casually through the city. <laughs> I think about it constantly. Who is this man? Between between like that city scene and the skeleton boyfriend flashback, I think Leorio is definitely like most improved. <laughs> I think he just like just kind of will sometimes just go out there and have an aesthetic. Mm-hmm. He will have a great time no matter where he is. <laughs> I that is also we got in this season the incredible moment of where Karapika meets them at the park and he's talking to Gon and Kill and the phone rings and he just says, guess who? And Karapika gets the most tender look and says, Leorio. And Leorio's just like on a bench, like five feet away, facing the other direction says, yeah, you're right. Oh my God. I just, I think about it constantly. Why did he do that? Why did he sit on a bench like 20 feet away and call and go, guess who? He has anxiety. (laughs) He was so nervous. He was so nervous he had to call him first. He's like, hey, do you still like me? (laughs) 1999 Leorio has a completely separate aesthetic from 2011. 2011 is ready to fight at all times. He's a lot more of a rat man. Yeah, 1999 (laughs) smokes weed. Yeah, valid. 2011 needs to smoke weed. Mm-hmm. I do have do have a couple more parallels that I want to go through. Like I did, I don't have parallels for all the Phantom Troop members because like some of them we just do not know enough about the characters, or they just oh you mean Ben and Olaf? Yeah, yeah, just Bol- Ben Benolanov. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but let's see. Um, and, you know, some of these are, some of the parallels are weaker than others. Just, you know, 
like Shizuku and um and Debasho. The, the 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 only thing I have for that is that they're both conjurers and they both look really fucking sexy in jeans. And you know what? Maybe that's all you need. They're both conjurers. They both look sexy in jeans. They both mind their own business. Conjurers. Yeah. The thing is, I like that Basho is like the introduction of like poetry for this arc, and then he uh-huh. does absolutely nothing with it. Because I kept thinking <laughs> about him the whole time when like that, like we're reading off like seven different poems by the end of the series, and Basho's just off shopping. It like- feels like a power <laughs> that Togashi, when he was first writing it, thought would be so cool, but then realized that Basho would have to write down a haiku every single time he wanted to get into a fight, and it was like that ain't viable. That that just ain't gonna happen. Not in this arc. Yeah. Then the last one I really want to get into is um, Pakunoda and Neon, and like a lot of these parallels go sort of opposite. So like they're both specialists, and like you know Pakunoda's uh, abilities are totally concerned with like memories and the past, and Neon's are like uh, fortune telling and the future. So. Yeah, they're both kind of like Yeah, they're 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 very opposed in that way. Also like so much of Neon's character is defined by her selfishness, like getting what she wants, and then Pakunoda was like ultimately defined by, you know, sacrificing herself for others. So, you know, just something yeah. to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. I'm also gonna nominate um Shalark and Neon have very similar vibes. Just gonna throw that one out there. Just oh, for vibes. Because they're both evil? They, yes. And but also, in a fun way? Yeah, very sunshiny evil. They would both, like, play video games together and then, like, rob a museum or something. Yes! They both do love the death penalty. Hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> very valid. Very um, valid. Should we, before we go too far into whatever rants we want to do... Uh-huh. Should we finish up with our assigning of the Pokemon, uh, Digimon, Persona of the Phantom Troop? Or could we save it? Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, we have the Phantom Troop, and then we also have the the Nostrad family. And so, yeah, I feel like doing both of those groups for this episode would just be a whole heck of a lot. So why don't we just, like, pick one... And then save the rest for season three or season four. Mm-hmm. We we've talked a bit, so and season three doesn't have a lot of characters that I care enough. Not season three, season four doesn't have a lot of characters I care enough to ever remember their names of. Sure. So we can do. Let's do the Nostrad family and its bodyguards. Mm-hmm. This time. okay, okay, okay. This time, yeah. Let's start with everyone's favorite um, e girl, e girl. Uh, rich girl, Neon. Mm. Oh boy. Uh, so for her persona, I definitely wanted something sort of like quirky and colorful. And also like maybe a little icky because she does like human remains and stuff. So the the persona I decided on was Sea Slug. Because Sea Slugs are so fucking rad. They're like already personas. I really like like them. I like that a lot. Sea slugs do rule because they are just little fucking dragons. Mm-hmm. For no reason. Yeah. Right? Very colorful. Very They're so good. sick. They get to do what they want. And I say, <laughs> good for you. Yeah. 
Then sort of keeping with that that colorfulness, the uh the Pokemon partner I wanted to go with was Blacephalon, that weirdo with an explosion for a head. The exploding clown. Oh. This is different from what I was going to give her. Oh yeah, what did you have? I was going with uh, the creepy, cute aesthetic of maybe giving her something like a bayonet hmm. or a Cofagrigus. Cofagrigus mostly because it's literally human remains that turned into a ghost Pokemon, and I think she would love that. That or a bayonet because it is a doll that like someone cast aside and became evil. Damn, I was thinking Bonette for Phaeton and Cofagrius for uh, Finks. That also works. <laughs> Finks, I love that he's just like weird Egyptian aesthetic for no reason. Finks, I yeah, he would love Cofagrius for no other reason than it just looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I I I don't want to like. I, I want to save it for when we get to it, but yeah, all of his uh, things are very ancient Egyptian themed that I yes. picked out. Belcephalon is such a funny Pokemon because it the Ultra Beasts are all fun because they do fit that like, oh, this is just a weird alien that popped into this world for no reason. I think it's funny that it's just a clown that uses his head as a bomb. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. Mm-hmm, he's a funny little guy. Yeah. He's a clown. Yeah, I mean, Neon definitely needs something bright and colorful. Or she would get bored. And this mm -hmm. one can protect her by exploding itself. That is true. It casts Explode You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. What do we think for Digimon? Digimon, uh, I wanted to just hit the hit the uh, spooky angle of her character real hard. So I went with Bakemon, who's literally just a spooky ghost with, with creepy teeth. He's a spooky ghost... This goes right back into the thing that Digimon is such a weird aesthetic because he's a spooky ghost that looks like a regular bedsheet ghost, but then he has just weirdly hyper-realistic teeth and gums. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. the teeth would be all right by themselves, but the fact that he has gums makes it somehow worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's real fucked up in a way that I think Neon would enjoy. I don't yeah. like to think of Bakemon as meaty. He's a good mix of like, yeah, like he he's spooky, but he also has like the He's not a cute ghost, but he does have the cute ghost aesthetic where it's just a bedsheet, mm -hmm. so it's very good. It's a bedsheet, but this one actively <laughs> looks like it wants you dead. <laughs> it's very good. Okay. And then and then I do not have anything yet for Smash Main. I was wondering if you had it, either of you had any ideas. So she would obviously love to go with something fun, something like bright and colorful that fits her. Mm-hmm. But something that's also just a little bit evil. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. let's see, who would she fit the most? See, my first instinct is to go for, like, um There's Isabel, so many Smash characters. I don't, know if, I don't know if Isabelle is deadly. I feel like there are a lot of, like, Kirby enemies that would be good for Neon, except they're not actual playable characters in Smash. Right. <sighs> Kirby should get more of his villains in Smash, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Hmm. I'm trying uh, to think of like who's fucking evil um in who's in the Smash. Secretly Bros. fucking evil. Hmm. You know what? I'm I might even just like pull up a list of Smash characters because I'm, I'm feeling looking like at it's, one right now. I think like Rosalina and Luma. I was gonna say Isabel. I just yeah, I was saying Isabel before, yeah. Cause like Isabel isn't super evil, but 
is very cutesy and can also wreck house, so... I'm actually kind of feeling Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant also does mm. work. It's the teeth. It's the teeth. Yeah, Piranha Plant's good. It's the fun plant that has teeth. Okay. Piranha Plant for you. Okay. Now, I don't care about Mr. Nostrad enough to have put him in this list, so... He- Me neither. <laughs> um, how are we thinking about everyone's favorite brick face, Dalsone? Dalsone. Dalsone. Uh, so for his persona, I went with Capybara. They also have like interestingly shaped faces, <laughs> and they're just kind of, <laughs> just kind of big guys who are like, who don't do a lot, and I feel like that. Fits for Delzone. I feel like this is rude to Capybara. <laughs> Saying their faces are both interesting. <laughs> Capybara are so nice and Delzone is so nothing. I feel like this is rude to Capybara. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but like. The die has been cast. When's the last time you've seen a Capybara do anything? That's because they just vibe. Delzone doesn't do anything because he sucks. <laughs> Delzone does anything but vibe. <laughs> I feel like it fits in kind of a twisted way, though. <laughs> a bit of a Joker kind of way. I see. I see. <laughs> I see. And uh, it's a little bit funny. In honor of the Snyder cut. We're getting a little bit twisted here. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Okay. Then now let's think about his Pokemon, Firo. Yeah, Firo also got an interesting face and doesn't do anything. <laughs> Firo is such a funny Pokemon because by the time you get to fucking Firo and fucking the original game, you're like, well, I have a Pidgeot already. I don't like looking at you. (laughs) You look like shit. I already have a bird. Go away. (laughs) I don't care about your sword beak. (laughs) This is a little celebrity roast of anything that looks like Dubsone. Yeah, what are we thinking for Digimon? Uh, uh, the the one I went with was Golamon because you know it kind of fits the uh, the role of like the heavy who who largely exists in like whenever they show up in the anime they they're pretty much just there to get owned they're yeah, like they're the there jobber to die instantly every single time yeah <laughs> well you know what they say about a Digimon with some big hands uh no I don't know what they say about a Digimon sexy. with big hands. Got a fucked up face. Yep, just like Deltsone. Yep, that's they, what they say. They say fuck, that looks like Deltsone. They say shit, dude. Now, who are we thinking for Smash Main? Because I just want to um, continue the rude train. Um, I think he goes for Luigi because he's Italian. Mmm, he's got that Italian pride. Mm, yeah. He says, no, I feel like he hates Mario and Luigi because he thinks they're stereotypes. Oh, he thinks oh, which they are. He thinks they're Italian racist. Yeah, he thinks they're very Italian mm. racist, and he refuses to interact with them. He actually gets on a bender every time you play Mario. Kind of want to go for maybe one of the dark characters that no one. Cares I was thinking about. he might be like Simon or Richter, only because, <laughs> and this is mm. very rude to Simon and Richter, but they do have those like oddly chiseled faces, and also. No, no, one, can be rude to them. It's no, okay. no one remembers Richter. People like Simon. No one remembers Richter. Who cares yeah, about Richter? I'm fine with Richter for him. Yeah. Richter's a Smash community, yeah, get I at me, but who the fuck cares about Richter? <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that he's done and we 
buried him in the ground and he can remain there. Yep. I wonder if they did ever bury him. Did I they ever go so. back for his body? He's just He's just there in the torture room. I think they just left it. With a, with a, with a big hole he's in his torso. He's in that building minding his own business. With a big fucking hole in his torso, <laughs> Uvogin probably stepped on him a few times. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you go, you, you, you gotta bring in the crime scene cleaners. You gotta bring in the professionals. <laughs> that poor that hotel one. room who had to go clean that torture room. Um, <laughs> let's go with some characters that may they rest in peace. Didn't get a lot to do this season. Sure. Um, let's think about old Miss Instant Lover herself. It's a greeting from where I come from. Mm. Uh, Blaze. Baze. All right. Sorry, Baze. So Baze. I, I had a little Baze. bit of trouble with Persona, but I think I finally landed on the perfect one. At first, I was I was kind of going with something like generically sexy, like a fox or a cat, but I wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, I feel like Baze wants a Persona that could really just fucking step on you. And how 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 should i what what direction should i go with like that as sort of my waypoint so i decided on giraffe i would love to see a face i i'm sorry i'm thinking about her trying to use instant lever and her just yeah. all the way down it's good Oh, and it's also, wonderful. Oh, this is even worse. Have you seen giraffe tongues? <laughs> her weird fucking like lip lick thing. And it's just like, <laughs> yep. I, I think that's perfect. Also, I'm thinking of that ad that goes around every once in a while. That's some like weird orange juice ad with a bunch of furries in it. There is, in fact, a sexy giraffe in that. See, we could have a sexy giraffe. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been done. It's a greeting for Mercy. <laughs> she le- it is the exact, it is the exact, like, right amount of cursed, I think. <laughs> oh, and now I'm thinking about when, when fucking Shizuku leaps through the air to hit her with Blinky, just the leap that keeps going oh, up man. and up. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, just keeps perfect. going higher and higher. <laughs> she hits her on the head and then she just falls for five minutes because she's too damn tall. No, I think she hits her on the head and she uses her back to like slide back down. She does as like a fucking fireball. Down. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like a slide, but as she's falling. But yeah, fireball works too. Oh, I'm so glad we have this segment. <laughs> thank you for your wonderful contribution to the world. It is wonderful. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Who are we so for Pokemon. Pokemon partner, it's definitely Smoochum, right? Yeah, it's definitely Smoochum. Smoochum. It's everyone's least favorite baby Pokemon, Smoochum. Yeah, everyone fucking hates everyone it. Everyone fucking <laughs> hates that baby Pokemon. Everyone should hate Jinx. So, yes, <laughs> it, it's Smoochum. Um, what are we going with for for uh, Digimon? Well... There are a lot of horny Digimon that you uh-huh. could that Someone you could say would say that that you could go to, but mm-hmm. um, I I picked one for the very specific reason that it's horny in a way that makes me very uncomfortable, and that Digimon is Mervamon, because like they're in they're from the the anime Digimon Cross Wars, which is just like eh fine, yeah. but there are parts where it just gets like way too fucking sexual for a kids show, and like anytime. Mervamon is on screen. It's just that. She wears like really fucking tight short shorts that you can just really see the vivid outline of her crotch and it sucks. Is she the one that carries a big sword that I always see 
and fucking yeah i think i'm looking at her and i see her in fucking hackers it's, memory and cyber sleuth and i go you'd be really cool if you weren't so horny it's not minerva mon minerva mon okay. i think is actually kind of fine this is merva mon and Merva-mon. she has like a snake for an arm yeah and, i was and, just gonna say she has a big old tongue down here too Mm-hmm. I like. Yeah, um, that is. I like her sword. I'm big sapphic, so I'm kind of just very into this design. I think it's very neat. Um, I could see why it's not great in a kids show. Like it's very, yeah. very over the top in what it's doing, and I feel like watching it move around would be like a whole lot. Yeah, this is like. Um, but yeah, fun... I feel like for base, it's a word... bad sensory experience. Yeah, this is the that. thing about Digimon where it has the two genders of the evolution lines are. You go from a cool dinosaur or plant or whatever, uh-huh. and then you can either go into a big buff knight that everyone hates and no one cares about, mm-hmm. or you could go into a weirdly sexual lady for no reason. Yeah. Like a very big titty bazongood woman who is super strong, but doesn't really get to do anything in the show, but she got them bazonga honga bongaroos. So, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at with this is I keep looking at it. And I'm like, this is a sick ass design. I can't believe it's a Digimon. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is just a human person it's who just has a cool like snake someone's arm. Deviant artist-y, like, yeah, that's. I feel like that's just kind of the case with a lot of Cross Wars Digimon. It's just like, hmm, yeah, this this is ostensibly a Digimon, but I'm just not feeling it aesthetically, you know? Yeah, just like this. Yeah, this is a little too real. Yeah, found a screenshot from the show. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, you ever think the angles in anime are a little bit weird? Yeah, she got a lot of funny angles on her. <laughs> Anyways. Yep, nope, that's bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Sure is. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Do you want to move, move on, on this to horrible, horrible. Smash Main? Bayonetta. Yeah. We, we already have, like, three people assigned to Everyone Bayonetta, Everyone loves Bayonetta. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's <laughs> is assigned to Bayonetta? Because... I feel like I feel like Bayonetta is too cool for Baze. That is true. Baze doesn't do anything other than people go, okay, that's a Okay, but who dangerous. would Baze pick? Like, if Baze was going to look at that whole lineup, who else would she pick? <clears throat> I gotta look at the Smash roster again. I know, I keep looking at this whole who... roster, like, trying to put myself in their shoes. Uh, who does Baze think is the most seductive character? Who does Baze think? Shulk. Shirtless Shulk. <laughs> I'm out there for that. You think mm. Baze thinks the, the Just twink? Just as a brainstorm. The twink is her favorite? Yeah, like, you know when, um, um, maybe this is, like, my... <laughs> The sapphic experience of objectifying men a little bit. I feel like she just shirtless <laughs> Shulk. Like... That's fair. <laughs> I was also going to say maybe she does. No, that feels she would like the shirtless Shulk. Yeah, I was going to say maybe even like Palutena just because she's like, I can't wait to be a big, strong, sexy goddess. But that's valid, mm-hmm. too. I do feel like she would love to objectify it. It's just like her twink. whole thing. Like she doesn't even really have like a power fantasy in her she really is just i like to be sexy and like find an employer like she doesn't have much of an arc you know what i mean yeah she doesn't have much of an arc (laughs) yeah so i'm like you know her character is sexy let's let's hold with this she doesn't have much of an arc i wonder what stopped that well yeah but you know stop that character even before that (laughs) okay now that we have bays done are we going to move to everyone's favorite tight jeaned uh, biker jacket pompadour man? Oh, so yes. 
let's let's hit this the fuck up. Let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. All right. So I for the for the persona, I really want you all to prepare yourself just to visualize this one, just to have this image right in your head as I'm saying it. An mm-hmm. intricate image. My mind palace is ready. It's going to be in high def. <laughs> So I want you to imagine Basho's whole look. The fucking tight jeans, the chiseled abs, the pompadour, the sideburns, the fucking open jacket. Yeah, my eyes are closed and I'm picturing it. What if those all came together on a gorgeous flamingo persona? That's very good. I am already commissioning it. It's already (laughs) in the works. I am fully imagining tight jeans, rippling abs somehow, like pompadour on a long neck. Mm-hmm. I am imagining a flamingo that looks like a flamingo. And when you go, hey, buddy, what the fuck's up? They turn around and punch you so hard it sets you on fire. Yeah. And they just say, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, damn, it wasn't good. You didn't burn well. They can keep a little notebook under, <laughs> under this, a little wing. This also works because flamingos are raw as hell. Yeah. Flamingos live in fucking acidic yeah. water. They eat shrimp all day. They fucking, their breast milk is pink. Decadence. Like, flamingos are raw as hell. They don't give a <laughs> fuck. They are violent, too. Flamingos <laughs> will kill you. So, you know, I think this is this is Basho. Also, they do mostly mind their own business because they once again hang out in acidic lakes. One of the most haunted things I ever experienced was I was at the zoo and all of the flamingos had their like they were standing on one leg. Most of them had their heads hanging down and they were swaying back and forth. I don't know anything about animals and I never really looked it up to see if that's a normal thing that they do. But I did see that once and it was very haunting. Yeah, flamingos are raw as hell, and they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm loving this image for Basho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We must find an equally powerful image for his Pokemon and Digimon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for Pokemon, I feel like we also have to go big and buff. I think, like, yeah. the obvious answer is Machoke. I think that is a good, solid choice. But, you know, I am wondering, is it as powerful a choice as Buzzwole? Ooh, Buzzwole is powerful. I was gonna say, who is the teddy bear? I my brain thought teddy bear Pokemon, and my brain said teddy bear. Son, I was like, no, no. Um, Ursaring? No, no. Or 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 beware. beware. Oh, beware, beware is. I think good. because it's just so big and cute and cuddly. But all of its Pokedex entries say this Pokemon will snap you in half in a second. Like in an absolute yeah, that's heartbeat, true. this thing will kill you. And I say that's so good for Basho, who mostly just minds his business. But then it's just kind of like, oh, by the way, I can snap you in half if I so choose. I do love that. <laughs> like, I, I feel because the thing about Buzzwall is that it's big and buff. And does actively try to kill you. It is a giant mosquito. Mm-hmm. It will suck you dry. Haha. <laughs> um, it it is actively out there to literally tear you apart. Beware mostly just minds its business until you get too close, and then it's like, do you want a hug? Because it will be the last thing you ever see. 
Mm, that's good. I like that. Yes. Powerful. I'm thinking beware. Beware of Basho. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Um, how about Digimon? Digimon, I, I'm thinking Garurumon. Yep, it's the tight jeans. Garurumon is just a big, buff, sexy wolf, but, you know, they evolve from Gabumon, who is sensitive and will talk about feelings with you. They will it just talk you through it when you're trapped in a depression cave. I'm, I haven't seen all of Adventure yet, and I not... Yeah, is that adventure? Yeah, that's adventure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just, every time I listen to Poddigis, I just think about fucking the depression cave that they just <laughs> keep talking about. I just think about Matt being in a depression cave for episodes on end. It's just... He's really in there. He just is in there. But yes, very good choice. It's the tight jeans that they both have for me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's the me constantly thinking about listening to Podigis once, and then the one host being like, yeah, you know what, Keith is right, this is horny. <laughs> Very good. What would his smash main be? It needs to be someone who in- equally fills that slut energy. Hmm. Like, that cool guy, like, cool biker guy is chill, but also has the tightest jeans on possible. Big reminder that he does do some stick play. So you will, we, sh- we should keep that in mind. You are very into those sick flips. He does do maybe, maybe Zero Suit Samus for Bosch. Yeah, right? I'm kind of Maybe that Zero Suits. This is <laughs> this is a controversial one. Uh-huh. This might be controversial. I'm thinking Lucario. Hmm. I'm thinking Lucario because Lucario would write poetry. Lucario does do some sick flips. And Lucario just has that aesthetic of a cool guy. Who does actively want to kill you? But, but, I think we already have Lucario for Hanzo. I'm wondering what about Greninja for Basho? That is also true. (laughs) Greninja and Basho. I'm thinking about it. I feel like Greninja has that that flowing tongue scarf, so it it, it is just a little bit of that elegant energy that we kind of want from Basho. The yeah, elegant, I'm thinking like, about the last time I played as could, Greninja, and yeah, I feel like Greninja could be. I feel like Basho would have fun with Greninja that. Greninja could use that tongue scarf and turn it into a tongue pompadour. Mm. Mm. And I really hate the mm. idea of a tongue pompadour. You got but me there. <laughs> he already is losing points because of a tongue scarf, so. Mm. It's true. <laughs> I this is just me replugging a podcast I plugged before, but I constantly think about when um uh Champs in the Making talked about Greninja and they said Greninja knows the taste of the back of his neck all the time. <laughs> oh, it sucks. <laughs> I was holding myself back when we were talking about Blacephalon from just yelling about how cheated Mewtwo got. <laughs> Mewtwo got fucking destroyed. Fucking possibly understand. Okay, Blacephalon is neat, but I don't fucking understand how they could possibly beat Mewtwo, one of the one of the greatest of all time. Mewtwo's story has been told. Mewtwo, I think. (laughs) I I did do a little cheer for Blacephalon because I feel like it's the most forgotten of (laughs) the fucking Ultra Beasts. No one remembers Blacephalon or Stack Attacka at all, but I think they're just delightful for being weird fuckers. Like, they have no reason for existing, but they're just weird fuckers, and I think it's fantastic. Mewtwo, Mewtwo lost points when it got his Mega Evolutions. I'm sorry, Mewtwo. 
Ritu's up mega evolutions look like shit. Yeah, that's kind of fair. I have exactly zero stakes in this. I just like, <laughs> I did happen to listen to that episode and I was like, oh, what's Epilon? <laughs> very good. Very cool. I feel like I've heard Mewtwo's story and as cool as it is, like it's time for someone else to have their turn in the spotlight. But Mewtwo again, I have, have zero very, stakes. So Mewtwo did have a banging movie and that does score Mewtwo like infinitely amount of points. That is true. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do have, you know, I do have high stakes in in, <laughs> in anything Mewtwo related because they are my husband. That's so. valid. They are your brand and they are your husband <laughs> <laughs> you support your husband's brand yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, um who's next uh let me go through the list again um i think it's Let's see we still we still have melody we still have tochino yes. we still have squala and Zephyl. i think we should stay on the list of people who don't stay here long let's go with Sachmono <laughs> tostino mm. how are we feeling about Sachmono? This persona's a little bat. Yes, he mm. is a little Batman. He is just so delightful when you think about him. Yeah. As he's when you kind think of about got him. that, you know, he's kind of got that skinny twink energy that you like to see in a bat. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's got those curly sideburns, which is a little fun and 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 sort of rascally, which which also feels very bat persona energy yes, to me. Excellent. And then who are we thinking for his Pokemon? It has to be something that deals with his myriad of clones, his myriad of little guys, or, or it could just, or it could just be something with a matching sort of uh, 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 graphic design element, and we could choose Spinda, mm. just for the swirliness of it. For his swirly little sideburns, he gets a swirly little guy. And you know, I think that. And does you know work. what? You can have eleven Spindas on your team, and they would all look See? different. And I feel like Tochino would like would that. Would love to have the the design difference of the many Spindas. Mm. They would all do funny little dances, and they would all do very simple commands because they're kind of stupid. As we love our Spinda, and you know what? I think he would love them. They all know Dizzy Punch too. Yeah. Which he would love to make mm-hmm. people dizzy. What are we thinking for Digimon? Bergamon. I don't really have any reason for this. I think it's just a little burger guy, and I I like them. Looking up and I think Tochino would like them. He's like, hey, it's a bug. I love how <laughs> we have so little, <laughs> so little <laughs> idea who Sachimono is because he was here for like two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> that we're just like, I like his spiral patterns. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I think it's good. We don't need deep ideas about this. Yep. His smash main can be Mario. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> he believes, yeah. Ita- he believes in the Italian heritage. <laughs> <laughs> Dalzone and him argue constantly. Yeah. Um, next, we can be other dude who dies off very quickly. Let's go with Mr. Squala. Mm. He sticks it out to about the end, but he does go out kind of quickly. Could his persona be anything other than a dog? The answer is no. It, it has to be a dog. It's a dog. He needs to be a dog. He will not allow anything else. He, he's a dog man in a dog world. Yes. It's it's his power. It's his life. He needs it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we can go through this one pretty quickly. What is what yeah. is a dog Pokemon? Poochiana. Poochiana. <laughs> That's true. Perfect. 
He would love to try to appear threatening, but isn't at all. <laughs> yeah, and for Digimon partner, I'm going with Labramon, who is a cute little dog. And also in the movie that they're in, they fucking die. So it's, no, it's not it rhymes. I don't know who that is. It's very sad. That is the most generic dog I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. It's very good. The designer of that one was just like, yeah, it's a dog. I don't know what else to tell you, buddy. Dog. It's a fucking dog. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just gonna draw a dog that makes you sad when they die. It's like, and they're like, "Damn, I'm you did it!" Draw a dog. You're like, bro, why? And they're like, I wanted to see. It a sure dog. is a dog. You you sure don't want anything bad to happen to them. <laughs> I bet you would hate if this dog <laughs> something bad happened to the dog. And I say I would actually. Digimon don't even have dogs, and they still killed the dog, <laughs> right? Now let's think about Smash Mane. Duck Hunt. It has to be. It Duck has Hunt. to be. Yeah. It simply has <laughs> it to. Just... <laughs> it has to be Duck Hunt. Dogs across the board. <laughs> Absolute Duck Hunt. He would never choose anything else. He would think his Nen power like makes him better at the game somehow. You'd be like, because I can control dogs, Duck Hunt performs better for me. And they'd be like, okay, buddy. He sucks shit at Smash. He gets destroyed yeah. every time. Three stocked <laughs> constantly. <laughs> he played it once, never played again. Fucking Dulcone beat him somehow. He, yeah, he's so red, bad. mad, and nude about it. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I think it's all time. Squella never even learned that you can do A attacks. I fucking never learned. It's <laughs> <laughs> that scene from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where fucking Joro plays a baseball game for the first time in his life and just, like, slowly clicks the buttons. And when a dude's like, do you know what he's doing? He says, I think I'm getting it. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about melody melody our favorite our favorite melody my wonderful shoddy like a melody in my head mm-hmm. how are we For- feeling about melody the fursona is very obvious once again i think yes, um yeah i feel like i feel like no i feel like um <laughs> uh togashi has done most of the work for us uh-huh it's just a groundhog. It's a little. You don't groundhog. even need to do anything. You just give her the fur and the tail, and it's it's a groundhog. Say, that's one groundhog right there. That's one groundhog coming up. That's a groundhog. It's a little for me. cutie, little groundhog. That cutie. That's a cutie for me. That feels very perfect. Yes. Who are we thinking for Pokemon? There are a myriad of very musical and sing-song Pokemon. Yeah, there are. The one, the one that I had in mind was was Chitot. Obviously, it has to be Chitat. There's nothing like the pure power of when you open your DS, learn for the first time that when you say, record a message in its Pokedex entry, it will use that as its cry when you throw it out. Aww. There is nothing like that pure energy of just knowing that he will say a personalized message for you. Very, very cute. It is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love Chitat. Damn, you could make Chitat say some pretty funny swears, huh? You can make Chitat say literally anything when you throw him out of that ball. You could literally make Chitat say whatever you damn well please. See, it's dangerous for me to know this even exists because my Animal Crossing town is the one where everybody's running around saying bad words. (laughs) (laughs) Like they run around and say the word bad words? Yes. Yes, they're all just saying bad words, except for the one who's saying fuck. Ah, (laughs) good. They all make the dolphin noises from Spongebob. Yes. 
Yes. I like that you've made your village into a little scavenger hunt, and you just have to go around <laughs> finding the one who says fuck. That would be so wonderful. There's Talk to all the villagers. villagers. It changes every week. Yeah, I have to go, like, you know, go in and change it every time so nobody gets, you know, too, too complacent. Yeah, and that's when you open up your village yeah. and say, find the one that says fuck. <laughs> if you find the fuck. <laughs> if you find the one that says fuck, I'll give you a neat design. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for, for Digimon partner, I went with Marine and Jamon. They're just a little guy. They're just there to be supportive. And, you know, you can't really understand what they're saying, but you like it. I love Marine Anjumon for the simple fact that how do you go from regular Anjumon, which is just angel lady in who just looks like a lady with wings, to the most adorable little, I don't even know what this thing is. It's a little Cupid. It's, it's a, little, a little cutie. Little angel. It is actually, its design is actually based on a sea angel, which is like a little weird fish dude. Fantastic! It's probably why it has the word marine in it. Yep. I Marine Angemon is fantastic. They're so good. They're also disgustingly OP. Uh, yeah, staple to my Cyber Sleuth <laughs> team because it fucking heals you and gives you your magic back and it's so fucking good. Good. Excellent, just excellent. It cures all my ills. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Um. Then I think for Smash Main, we already decided on Jigglypuff, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yep. Because of the music. She know? loves to hit that fucking rest counter on you, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. She knows how to hit it perfectly every time. I swear to God. Yeah. I love Jigglypuff mains because they just... <laughs> I've, I've, like, definitely, like, taught... Some, like, not really taught, but, like, been, like, people's first introduction into Smash Brothers. And then, like, they're like, nope, I'm gonna play Jigglypuff all the time because it's funny. And I'm like, haha, okay. <laughs> and then they get that fucking time down and it's over. Yeah, I knew a dude in high school who was a Jigglypuff main, mm-hmm. and I actively refused to play with him because that smacked the rest counter every single time. You could have think you're like halfway across the screen, nowhere near him, and he would just get it on you <laughs> every single time. And it was literally just like, oh, the, okay, so this is how this is going, huh? All right, then. All righty, then. I'm out of here. <laughs> I love that there's a certain skill level at of Smash where it you just, you just can't you play with mad. them anymore. You get, you're just like, okay, never mind. You better pick a character you're bad at, or I swear to God. Yeah, I'm very over competitive for my skill level at Smash <laughs> Brothers, so I can't play with too many people, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I can't play with good people at all. It's why I just play Sonic, because he's very fast, and he has that spin move that just pushes people away, and I always just do that. That's valid. I just run around and do annoying things. See, I used to be like a Sheik Zelda man just because I like being gender fluid. <laughs> and that's basically why I got good with Sheik and Zelda. But they're not the same character <laughs> anymore and haven't been for a while. So, you know, I've had to branch out and now I don't really have like a main main. It happens. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody who I care about? We have, we still have uh, Sachimono Tachin, though. Uh, we did. Or no, wait, we did. We have, we still have Zephyle. Uh, we we have still have Zephyle, Zephyle. Mr. Sharp Cheeks. Mm. How we feeling about him? What are we thinking? For his persona, I went possum. Yeah. They're kind of a nasty little trash yeah. man, but you know what? If they, they good to the wore world. a little fancy suit, it would look pretty cool. They do good to the world, though. They're yeah. very good for the rest of the world. And I think that's good for them. It really proves how important they are. Societal redemption art for Zeppile and for possums. 
Yes. Yeah. They will not give you rabies. They simply cannot carry it in their body. That is true. Yep. I love I love possums. They're nice. Very they're nice. cute. They're nice. They're excellent. They're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Who are we thinking for Pokemon? I think it should be something that loves money. Meowth. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it's got to be Meowth. The true question. Which regional Meowth? Ooh. Are we doing original? Are we doing Alolan? Are we doing Galarian? I do think Alolan would be very funny, but I kind of want to go with original. I feel like he might fit original the best. I just also always like to think about Galarian Meowth whenever I can. <laughs> now, uh, hmm, let's think about our Digimon. For Digimon partner, I was just like, who is going to have the most fun? Who is going to have the best day? Just going out on the town and doing some antiquing with Sepile. Uh-huh. And the little friend I landed on was a little boy named Gomamon. Gomamon would love to go antiquing. That is very true. Gomamon would have such a good time. Gomamon would also love scamming people. <laughs> yeah. Gomamon would fucking love. Gomamon would love to Gomamon do tricks. has no moral compass. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Zepile would be like, today we're going to like scam somebody out of a few million dollars, and Gomon would be like, excellent, let's fucking do this. <laughs> let's burn down their house while we're at it. Gomamon, <laughs> Zepile looks at Gomamon the same way he looks at fucking Gone. He's like, this little guy has no moral compass whatsoever. He views yeah. everything as a fun little game. He is delightful. He would simply love Gomamon. <laughs> They would be very good together. Absolutely enthralled with him. I love that. Who else do we have? Is that our is that our list? I refuse to think about we Daddy. Their Smash Main. Oh, we forgot about yeah. Smash Main. I forgot about Smash Main. God, while we were talking about Gomamon, I was just looking at Pichu and being like, "Yeah, Pichu is also an amoral agent of chaos, and maybe that would work well with with uh." With Zephyl. That's so funny because <laughs> I was thinking about, I, I forget what we signed Gon for Smash Bane. I was thinking about his sign Pichu for Gon because it hurts itself every time it punches. <laughs> <laughs> but Zephyl can get Pichu because I think he would love the little guy. Mm-hmm. He would simply true. love the yeah. little guy. He would be very bad at the video game. But, you know, he would find a way to cheat. <laughs> yeah, I think that's valid. Excellent. All right. I think I think that's yeah, that's all I have on my list mm-hmm. for the that's season 3 characters. Should we do our very controversial <laughs> season ranking? Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's hit that real quick. So, obviously, um this has been my favorite arc. Probably will be my favorite arc the whole time. It's number 1. Um definitely putting uh season one right right after it because you know that's when we get the most like we get the 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 quad all together um doing some fun stuff we get hisuka's big yell um and uh heaven's arena is kind of still down there at the bottom for me because i mean stuff happens it's kind of good but you know it has its problems (laughs) so that's where i'm at if i'm how are you guys feeling so i'm going to be a disruptor oh Uh And put him all, put this season all the way at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Just because I can. Okay. Wow. And I will make the argument. Mm-hmm. I, will find, I will find an argument that supports this claim. Sure. Season one, 
have much like Gomamon, you're just here to no moral value, more no moral compass. Wonderful. (laughs) I will say season one had the chaotic boat episode where we went mad for like four episodes Mm -hmm. trying to figure out why there was a World War II ship on an island in the middle of the ocean during the hunter exam and why Kropka nearly fell apart when he thought Leorio was passed out at the bottom of the sea. Um, So season one goes all the way to the top. Also, that can say the funniest he's come moment of. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, then it goes Heaven's Arena for Wing. We all love Wing. We all can never forget Wing and Zushi. They are very important, very integral roles of the show. Um, and we all remember fondly the things that happened in season two, like the things that happened in season two. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Castro got ripped. Yeah. Yeah, remember the Castro fight? That actually ruled. Yeah, the Castro fight did rip. The Castro fight did rule because it was Hiska at his peak of just doing things for a laugh. Yeah. Of just being like, I think I will now have this entire fight of which you watch. And then the next episode is him just explaining that fight to you in clear terms. And not once did I go, I get it. Oh, the whole time <laughs> I was like, no, keep telling me. This is so fucking funny. Um, And I put this season at the last because Uvo Gein... We all love him. We all love to see him. Didn't last that long. Let's be honest. It's true. How, how could you build up a big, strong, sexy man like this and then have him lose to some twink? Like, come <laughs> on. Break some in anime barriers. Have the big buff man beat the twink for once. Um, <laughs> we were promised auction content. Didn't get a lot of that. We got, like, maybe two minutes of it. SMH. Can't, can't handle the lies, Togashi. The lies coming out of Togashi's mouth. SMH. And then we didn't even get the big anime battle between Hisoka and Krolo. And I don't think we'll ever get it. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, read the manga. Mm. So I think season three, you're really, you're really disappointing me here, bro. I just, I can't see it. Counterpoint. Uh-huh. That moment where you see Hisoka's orgasm yes. get ruined by realizing that Krolo does not have powers anymore. Yes. Even better than a battle. In I, my hate opinion. I hate edging. I could not deal with it. It's he, not edging. It's, he has, it's, he, ha- he ruined it. Like, he has it's to over. Edge. The edge is over. He has to edge for so long now. He, he can't handle it anymore. Good. That's so rude. Good. It's so He man, deserves it. Man's just wants to bust. He also wants to edge. <laughs> I like to think I like to think that in my in 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 my personal canon, Hisoka just got cock blocked so hard in that moment that he won't be horny ever again. Yeah, he won't he won't have an erection for months after that after that glow. Unfortunately, I have seen the next season, so I know yeah. that is yeah. completely false. Unfortunately, he does canonically have an erection. Unfortunately, does not does canonically have an erection so powerful that it makes Golden Killer physically feel it from like ten feet away and go, "Can you please get out of here?" Uh-huh. Um, that's a little well, treat for you for later. Mm, we mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see, this is why season three must be punished for its crimes. Strong disagree. Yeah, I'm with Sky. <laughs> I, I like. I love this season. It's fucking great. <laughs> Thank you for being the voice of reason. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I do love just like how 
how much of a different direction this season goes in. Like, the first two seasons, like, yeah, they're fun, but they're also, like, storylines that you could definitely expect to see in a shonen manga. And then suddenly just the whole fucking genre changes, and it's now a crime drama with superpowers, and the main characters are off antiquing, and it's so fucking bizarre, but also so <laughs> fucking good, and I love it. We have so many good characters and good character interactions, and, like... It's just so good tonally, and... It's wonderful. We get Karapika's character arc, which is like... And Karapika's gender. Yeah, and Karapika's gender. I kind <laughs> of wanted to do a whole segment on, like, how this... how yeah On gender? Well, on Karapika's gender, but also, like, <laughs> how this season proves that Karapika is superior to Sasuke, but I can really just sum it up by saying... Karapika had character development and realized that there are things he should prioritize above revenge, and Sasuke didn't. And this is... And that's all you, uh, That's really all that needs to be said. And this is, you know what, sorry Sky for, um, for ruining your manga experience that you will definitely read one day. Sure. Um, I love because it's also, when we next meet Karapika, he as, is in the depression hole again and is like, I don't need friends. But you can tell that's strictly, be strictly because he was like, well, last time I had friends, I got them into trouble and they nearly died. So mm -hmm. can never have those again. I can mm -hmm. never have interactions. I can never like get close to people or else they'll just they might die. There'll be a hindrance in all of it. I, I just can't do that. Sasuke, for one, was just kind of like, I would love to kill my friends. I, I love to kill my friends so goddamn much. I, I hate my friends so damn much. I'm going to knock soccer out. In a fucking park bench in the middle of the night for no goddamn reason. I'm going to nearly kill my best friend for no goddamn reason. And then I'm just gonna... I'm gonna go hang out with a weird snake pervert. Mm -hmm. And Kropka was like, I'm gonna get a nice <laughs> business suit and just, like, chill in a dark room. <laughs> I'm gonna have a big anime fight with my best friend on a lake, and it's gonna be really sick. And then, to show how much my character has progressed... And how much I've grown as a person, I'm going to do the exact same thing at the end of the series, only bigger. Wonderful. Literally the exact same thing. Every That fight is pretty sick, though. The fight we have... I love watching the animation of yeah. it. I <laughs> The storyline sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the storyline is literally Sasuke being like, I hate my brother so goddamn much, so now I will abandon everything in my life. Brother being like, hey, bro, actually you should think about your friends and care about them. And Sasuke's like, Huh. My brother says I should care about my friends. This sucks. I think I'll kill them. Yeah. I uh, World's stupidest boy. <laughs> world's dumbest he man. He sucks so much. Oh, Sasuke. How the mighty have fallen. So sad. Right? I think I'll watch Naruto again. <laughs> you have fun with that. <laughs> I think I'll put myself through that hell once again. Mm. Um... Well, I can see I'm the only one here with a correct opinion. Sure. As always. Sure. <laughs> as, as always. Sad but true. Sad but true. I will face the masses. Mm -hmm. I will stand upon this hill while you all roll around in the mud. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's not going to get real contentious for, you know, another couple seasons. Mm. When you have to tell me how much you love Chimera Antark and I have to be like, you know, I'm sorry. It's not going to beat the Phantom True for me. You're really just coming in and you're saying I won't love it. And I say you're simply wrong. I'm not saying I won't love it. I'm 
You're saying yeah, I saying, probably won't love it, but <laughs> see, there it is again. I'm mostly saying that the Phantom Troop will never be beaten for me. I mean, we've got Pakanoda, we've got Uvogin, we've got Shalnark, we've got Fate Taunt. Well, obviously, you haven't met the Tiger and jo- the Cheetah and Jorts yet. No, I've seen them. They're very good. <laughs> you haven't met the Cheetah and Jorts yet, or the Lion who wears a big baggy shirt and shorts. No, I've I've seen them. <laughs> you obviously haven't met them in their full glory <laughs> of stupidity. Sure. Of just being dumbasses <laughs> all the time. I can't I can't wait to re-experience just the cat boys being super fucking dumb. They're mm. so stupid. Every the whole arc with Chidu is that he's just a moron who never learns. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I think they're so good because they're just all so dumb. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. That arc has three cat boys, and we all love them. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Three cat boys, not including Kilua. Not including Kilua. Three cat boys that are just introduced. We've never met them before. We've never seen them before, ever before. It has one dude who also has a pompadour. Doesn't wear <laughs> tight jeans, but wears incredibly baggy jeans. Mm. Normally doesn't wear a shirt for no reason as well. And is also canonically so fucking stupid, but also so kind, <laughs> but also so fucking dumb. We love a himbo. We love a himbo named Knuckle. Mm-hmm. We do. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited for season five. But first, we must get to season four. Mm-hmm. Season we must four? all become gamers. Oh, my God. Got to get my, my gamer juice ready. You got to get that Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. They that's actually how you get into the game. You submerge yourself in a vat of Mountain Dew. Mm. Well, I can't have Mountain Dew because of my medication, but I do have a vape, so we'll get Mountain Dew flavored vape. Okay. Ew. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying ew, that's gamer juice right there. Is it? <laughs> that's your gamer fuel. <laughs> uh sure. <laughs> Power to the player. Uh I'm I'm afraid that I'm afraid that one day gamers will have too much power from all their Mountain Dew they're, mm, they're vaping. That is very true. That's what happened to Maluki. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he was vaping so much with that uh, gamer fuel that he finally had enough power to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Remember how Maluki was in this season? <laughs> very briefly. <laughs> no, not even a little. Remember how he was like, finally, after 15 years, I'll leave the house. And then just never appeared again. Mm-hmm. It was very dramatic for absolutely nothing. Like, he was fucking like his shirt was unbuttoned. He was lumbering. He was yeah. just kind of like, here I go. I'm finally going to leave this goddamn house. Mm-hmm. Didn't show up again. Good job, Tagashi. Thank you. Wonderful. You simply love him. Yeah. Well, I do have some you, you quizzes for us to get to, but I don't know about today. Cause, yeah, you know, that'll we're running be... on time. I'm thinking yeah. that maybe our next couple segments, they are all Phantom Troop themed. Um, so, you know, maybe our next couple episodes, we will, uh, revisit them a little bit. We cannot. I will be discussing Bisky too much. Mm, that's too bad. Cause I do need us to take <laughs> at least one of these. No, I, it will be impossible. I'll be thinking about Bisky way mm. too hard. That's too bad. I need to know what Phantom Troop member you guys are going to date. So I'll be thinking about everyone's, <laughs> everyone's favorite character, the bomber. I will hold us hostage for this. I'll be thinking about everyone's favorite villain, the bomber. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, is is that uh, is is that about everything we we have to say for this episode? I, I think I've said my piece. Yeah, 
I've I've said my my two cents. <laughs> You're overruled. <laughs> I the jury's still out. Sure. This is um an electoral system, and I have more points than you. Mm, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I ever signed a contract or anything. On it doesn't one, matter. So. It was uh it was decided <laughs> years ago by the founding fathers. It was a perfect mm. system that will never fail. Mm. Um, if that is it, then I am going to. Do some plugs mm-hmm. before we plug in real life to Video Game Island. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can find us at GoingWellHunting at Twitter.com. You can find us at GoingWellHunting at Gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at Grooveman Gasly, where I'll be talking exclusively about Monster Hunter for the next five years. Yep. Um, Sky, where are you? Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at Dankus McDonald. You can find the show at Hunting on Tumblr. And then you can find me on Twitter at Sky underscore Bird 36. Uh, Keith, what do you got for us? I'm on for Affinity. My username hey. is Space Robot. I'm drawing some personas. Wonderful. Hey! And also, I will plug this every time I remember this. Uh-huh. We, we watched a play. Yeah, we did. We watched a play. We watched a play <laughs> with the Spirit Hunters and Departure Lounge and Say the X podcast. We all watched a play, and I think it went well. I think the play was good. I'm just kidding. The play. I was have bad. so few memories from that recording. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I'm getting images in my mind of things that happened in the play. I can't remember any of the dialogue. But I'm thinking there was one part where Gone got electrocuted, and I said, this is why Killua can't be in the show. There were multiple parts where Gone got electrocuted, I think. Gone got electric. <laughs> Gone got beat up so much in that, which is weird, because I feel like he should have held his own in a fight better than that. Yeah. He always gets beat up. Gone got his no, ass kicked, and then he decided to not be hurt anymore in- between fight scenes. Mm. There was an entire, like, ten-minute fucking hisaka song and dance scene where he used bungee gum to puppet like passed out or dead bodyguards around for like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. to sing a little dance wonderful to sing a little ditty for us about something that might be the best hisaka content we've ever gotten i can't remember what the song was about it's probably gross besides the yell yeah it, it was probably gross i can't remember probably yeah yeah yeah. all right okay well this has been a, a long time, mm-hmm. and I simply must go play some more Monster Hunter or else I will die. Mm-hmm. So to our loyal, wonderful listeners, I wish you a wonderful go and bye, everybody. Go and bye. Go and bye. Go and bye.